Let's try it. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. We are also good. Good. Awesome. Good morning. My name is Chan Choi. My pronoun is he, him, his, serving Urban Village Church South Loop. Welcome all of you in the name of Jesus, who is love. So special welcome to our Wingate students and faculties here. So why don't we give them a big hand? So, have you ever been amazed by children's imagination and creativity? Have you noticed that? I have often experienced that while serving the children's ministry. For example, one Sunday, I preached about a story Moses led the Israelites to cross the Red Sea. Then after the sermon, I could see kids praying for the water to split at the lake. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's the reason why Jesus told us, you have to be like little children. We also have such creativity and imagination once, but we have forgotten it. I also had a time when I was filled with this kind of creativity. And many miracles and story of Jesus at the time, it seems to be so appealing to me. So I still remember that I tried to walk on the water at the swimming pool after reading today's passage. Yes. I had tried over 10 times, maybe 20 times, and had not succeeded in the end. But since then, I had tried to walk on the water every single time I went to the pool. Haven't you ever tried something like me? Now I no longer try to walk on the water, not because of the swimming pool manner, but because I might have lost my creativity and imagination. If you see Jesus, who is walking towards you on the lake this afternoon after church, what will be your responses? Uh huh. While you are processing to find the proper explanation of it, you may miss the word of Jesus that makes you to know who Jesus is. Courage, it's me. We may miss the word of Jesus. Courage, it's me. I won't be able to give you a scientific explanation of this strange Jesus, but this message will give you an idea how we can continue our journey in this world where it looks like troubled water. Amen? Amen? So today's passage begins with this verse. Let's read together verse 22. Let's read one voice. One, two, three. Since we know what is going to happen to the disciples, we can raise this question. Why did Jesus make the disciples go on ahead of him? We can find the same set of stories of feeding 5,000 people in today's passage from the Gospel of Matthew, Mark, and John. Even though they describe the same set of stories, each gospel has their own uniqueness. For example, we can find the story of Peter's failure to walk on the water in Matthew only. According to the Gospel of John, some of people tried to make Jesus king after the miracle of feeding 5,000 people. 
As this story gave a huge impact on us, it was even more surprising in Ban for those who witnessed this miracle at the time. So, they began to follow Jesus. Perhaps 5,000 people who were there and another 5,000 people who heard about this miraculous happening might join them. So, this miracle itself was powerful enough to consider Jesus as a king who can use his power to save them from the oppression of Rome. However, being a king, being a king was not a reason of his coming. King of the earth was not his identity. So Jesus packed the disciples up and sent them away to the other side of the lake for not being involved in king-making. That's one of the reasons why Jesus sent his disciples to the other side of the lake by themselves. But there is more important reason why Jesus sent his disciples off alone. Right after sending them off, Jesus went up onto a mountain by himself to pray. If you have a chance to read the whole Bible, there are so many stories like this. Jesus went up to the mountain. Jesus went to the wilderness by himself to pray. So we can see it. It's a kind of habitual behavior of Jesus. We can find this all in the morning before anyone else is awake to notice him or right after showing his miraculous power to the people or just before following God's will. And it could be at the wilderness or mountain where he can be alone. But there is only one purpose of this behavior, being alone and pray for maintaining an intimate relationship with God. So here is our first checkpoint. Do you have a time and space to maintain this intimate relationship with God? That's our first checkpoint to think about it. Do you have that time and space to keep this intimate relationship with God? Since we live in the world where it's filled with lots of noises and false messages, it is important to find this time and space where we can keep this close relationship with God. So why is this close relationship that we can name it as our faithful discipleship important? Because it is a key to live into this world where it looks like a troubled water then does Jesus and his disciples have this intimate relationship? What do you think? After reading the Matthews, they look like heavy, having this kind of close relationship between them. I don't think so, because they couldn't recognize Jesus, right? They couldn't recognize Jesus who was walking on the water toward them. When they saw Jesus, they were terrified and saying, it's a ghost. We can try to defend them, right? The boat was far from the land. And according to the Gospel of John, it could be almost three miles away. Three miles away, and the distance was compounded by the weather. So it was pretty hard to see who this person is. And some of them were very professional fishermen who knew well about the lake. It could be hard to explain and, and understand who is coming to them by walking on the water. So they screaming out, it's a ghost. 
In the midst of Rough Sea, they were captured by fear of death because they knew well about this lake, but they didn't know well who Jesus is. So this knowledge of Jesus is not about the length of time that they have known Jesus and not about number of miracles they have seen it. It's all about how deeply and fully understand who Jesus is as a son of God who can calm the troubled water and walk on the water. So here is our second checkpoint. Do you recognize Jesus who is walking towards you in the midst of hardship? As the disciples experienced, sometimes the moment of suffering and emotions make us blind. So we could not find the help from God. Then we only did one thing, the voice of Jesus Christ, the presence of Jesus Christ. So let us read verse 27 together. Let's read together, one, two, three. They couldn't see him, but they could hear his voice. This verse is my favorite part from today's passage, especially this word of immediately is my favorite word. Even though his disciples couldn't recognize him and screamed, it's a ghost. Actually, I heard the same thing when, I, when we had a haunted house at church for fundraising, though. <laughs> it wasn't that pleasant experience. Anyway, but, <laughs> but Jesus knew who they are, what caused their fear, and how to solve their problem immediately. I have seen the same thing from our church here, from our member Toby and Alexandra, who is her baby. I really want to have her today, so you can share that story with her later. Since she is a member of our praise band and she couldn't be with Alexandria during the rehearsal. So I have tried to support her by playing with Alexandria. Most of the time, Alexandria shows me a million dollars smile and, and we have a pretty good time. But, but once she starts crying, I have no idea why she cries and how I can handle that. Then immediately, Toby calls her name with big smile and says, Alexandria, you are hungry, aren't you? In a second, her problem was solved and we are able to be in peace again. In spite of a distance, Toby has been watching over her little girl and knowing her needs. That's how she was able to come and solve her problem immediately. Likewise, we may feel like Jesus is far away from us sometimes, but Jesus is always near to reach out to us and solve our problem immediately. What is important for us is to listen to Jesus' voice, take heart, it is I, do not be afraid. Here is our third checkpoint. Do you hear Jesus' voice? 
It is not like a fortune telling or a mysterious voice from the sky, but it is about who Jesus is. The one who overcomes the power of chaos, the one who always watches over us, the one who says courage, do not be afraid. If you know who this person is, who Jesus is, you already hear the voice of Jesus. It will give you a peace and courage to overcome the hardship and fears. So it is not surprising that Peter was hoping to walk on the water like Jesus after hearing this voice. Do not be afraid. All right. I can do the same thing like Jesus. He'll be filled with courage to walk on the water and faith that Jesus can share his power and authority with him as he commanded before. He just needed one word from Jesus. Come. When Jesus called him, Peter got up from the boat and started walking on the water. After today's message, some of you may try to walk on the water by faith. I love your faith. I recommend you to check if there are people who are like guard around you. So you should check <laughs> that first. So in the middle of lake, the person who was struggling with the rough waves just before was now jumping out of boat. I do not know how much I cheered on Peter. Go, Peter, go. You can make it. You can do it. Go, Peter. And what happened after that was very Peter. From verse 30, when he noticed the strong wind, he became frightened and beginning to sink. He cried out, Lord, save me. Lord, save me. Again, Jesus immediately reached out his hand and caught him, saying to him, You of little faith, why did you doubt? How wonderful would this story be if Peter walked on the water with joy and courage and finally reaching out to Jesus on the water. But as we are accustomed to it, Peter could not keep the faith to the end. He could not go to Jesus. Peter's request was bold because as a fisherman, he knew the danger of Galilee, the lake. So he was only possible with a strong faith. But Peter's attention moved from Jesus to the stone. So we can say it was not that he lost faith in himself, but that his faith in Jesus strong enough to get him out of boat and walking on the water, but was not strong enough to stand up to the stone. There's time that we need the courage to jump out of boat where we are feeling comfort and secure. In our personal life, how many times you pray for courage to begin something new that makes you worry and depressed? Or transition in life are required this courage since we feel like jumping out of a boat. I still remember how many times I asked this courage in the midterm and final at the college. So... I'm praying for you, all the students who are going to have this midterm and final soon, all right? And as a church and group, we may also need this kind of courage too. From next week, we are going to have, uh, we are going to start the new sermon series, Brave Space. 
mainly about our anti-racism anti effort. Through this sermon series, we are going to consider fundamental concepts of racism and anti-racism to equip us to engage in the caucusing process. We may need to courage to see ourselves who is accustomed to systemic racism and IRO and RRS, which is the internalized racist oppression and internalized racist superiority. How about planting a new site? How about adopting the new step structure? It's a time to ask courage, not only for jumping out of boat to begin the new journey, but also for walking toward Jesus who is calling us. So here is forced checkpoint. Are you ready to jump out of boat? Are you? I have preached several times with today's passage. So far, my messages have been concluded by saying, let us jump out of boat and walk toward Jesus with a strong faith. That was my messages so far. However, I realize that it could be interpreted wrongly as if we had enough faith, we could overcome all our problems in spectacular ways. How many times this fantasy of overcoming hardship is shattered by the realities of accident, disease, and aging and circumstances? Then how many times do you feel guilty because of your lack of faith? If it is true that we all need to have courage to jump out, jump out of boat, this story's ending should be different. It should have been ended by showing all the disciples, including Peter, walk on the water with Jesus to the other side of the lake. However, it's not a lesson from today's passage. So now let us read the last part of this story, verses 32 through 33. Let's read together. One, two, three. This is the ending of this story. Jesus and Peter return to the boat. Then the wind ceased. Then they found out who Jesus is. Truly, you are the Son of God. This is the ending of today's story. We don't know the physical wind ceased or their troubled heart and concerns ceased. But we know that there was peace. There was peace when Jesus returned to the boat where the disciples were. There was peace when they recovered this intimate relationship with Jesus by knowing who Jesus is. So here is our last checkpoint. Are you in the same boat with Jesus? As we are living into this world, where it looks like a troubled water and storm, we may feel like being far away from Jesus and alone. However, Jesus is with you here and now. And immediately, Jesus might call your name whenever you are terrified by capturing your mind with your own problem and say, Courage, it is I. Do not be afraid. When you need courage to move forward, 
Jesus might encourage you by saying, Come ahead. Sometimes you may fail to follow Jesus and blame yourself that immediately Jesus might reach out His hand to you. Please remember, Jesus is always with you and find a peace from His presence in you. Amen. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we are so thankful for your presence with us. Sometimes we feel like being alone in the middle of storm. We are used to being terrified by capturing, capturing our mind through what we see and hear. Then help us remember that you are with us all the time and reach out your hands to us anytime. When we need a courage to jump out of the boat, give you strength to focus on you, but more importantly, guide us to give an intimate relationship with you by knowing who you are. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.